Some doo-doo home, yes. You know what that is, girl. Some doo-doo home, yeah. That's that love-making booty tongue. Some doo-doo home, you. Quick to make you do that crab walk. Some doo-doo home, you. Back up in this bitch one more again. Briss Brown. AKA Little Off the Top. Let me holler at you. Baby girl, I love you. I want you so bad. So I this wasn't under the impression H2M went anywhere. This is Click It or Ticket. I'm PBT well, Pete, you know, your ignorance of A2M is, is going to end tonight because in this next sem- next hour, we're going to have a seminar all about ass to mouth. Oh. I'm Nick Allen, your ass to mouth expert. Are you an expert on that? Have you ever done that? Have you ever A2M'd? I don't think so. I actually did it recently for the first time. You went, wait, you went straight from, you didn't know, you had never done that. I had never even done anal. And You'd never I, done A. I hit the grand slam. I fucking King Griffey Jr. that. Shit, pun intended. Do I know this person? Yes. Yeah, so okay. We'll keep, All right. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. Keep, keep anonymity here, but uh, what yeah, are, it was okay. good. I won Thanksgiving, as we say. High five. Ah, oh, Mike. That's the nice thing about the the speaker mic. Because you can hear all the ambient noise. Yeah, we don't have the the uh, DAC or microphone or Ryan or Glenn tonight, so we're just like two lone trappers keeping each other warm here in the bowels of the internet. But. You know, we figured that it had been so long since you guys had heard us say hilarious shit on the internet that, you know, you know, we, our fans, our fans don't care. We're the ones really stepping it up here, Nick, and I, I think it's evident through uh, this noise. Feel that rustic feel? It probably just snapped in your headphones a little bit. Oh, it's hard oh. to wait. I can't do it. I got the yeah, koozie we got, we got in my bottles. beer. Yeah. Wait, so a beer koozie prevents you from doing the cool little whistling over the top? Well, yeah, because it doesn't vibrate as much. Oh, interesting. I never knew it was the vibrations, but I guess that makes sense. I mean, that's what sound is, Pete. <laughs> ah, see, I'm, I'm learning Z2M sound, and that's kind of like a callback, so... So wait, how did that How did that happen? The A2M? Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess we're starting off on a gross note. I, uh... I essentially was having sex, and, uh... Oh, I really want to match some, some drops for that, but... Yeah, I know. We don't have drops, either, I, which you probably figured out, listener. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been 30 seconds. You haven't heard any, is that... <laughs> you haven't heard us bombard But the only reason we haven't played them is because we just don't have Yeah, them. I'm amazed we got intro music. That was, that was a battle in and of itself. Oh, my God. Yeah, Pete started dealing with Nick getting angry at technology. That was... It was good. It's always a delight. Oh, yeah. So, um... So, I was having the sex... And, you know, when you're having the sex, like, your, your your penis can go near the butt accidentally. It just happens. You might jam it in in the throes of passion. Yeah. And uh, I did that, and I was like, oh, wow, I nearly, like, put it in your butt. And then she said, like, hey, just, like, put it in my butt. Are you into that? And I was like, I've never done it. Are you into that? She's like, yes. And then uh, she just, Whoa. like, went and got lube. And then, uh, yeah. And wow. then uh, that was going on for a while. And then I... Pulled out just because it had been a while, and then uh, the mouth took over where the butt left off. So it was entirely her initiative. Yes, it was pretty cool. Wow. So, okay, so it's been, you know, I've been talking about it for a while. Glenn Glenn kind of got on board. Because he was initially like, ew, gross. Remember that? For like years, he was like, no way. And you were always like, I'm theoretically down. I just don't know yeah, when it would ever happen. Yeah, so. Um, and you were like, I'm not, I'm not like in a hurry to, to do that. Which I thought was a much more sensible position, and but then Glenn wound up taking the uh, finding out what Brown can do for him, and yeah. then 
Wait, so did he A2M someone? Uh, judging from <laughs> one... Yeah, I assume so. I we assume, assume I, so? I, what did, wait, did he... Do we have confirmation or are we just kind of like... I would yeah, just probably given given the circumstances he was in for several months, right? I think it would be shocking if he hadn't, right? I guess maybe not though. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a homosexual man, but yet, yet I'm working on it, ladies. Uh, you mean fellas? No, ladies. Ladies love a good gay guy. Well, or so I've read, or and so seen. so we know about. <laughs> Most females. The uh, well, I'm thinking of one in particular that. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yes, yes. I yes. mean, that you know better than than me. That's true. Yes, I I uh, I know a woman who loved her. Uh, can I say fag hag? Is that too offensive? But you all know what I mean when I, mean, I say that. Dude, a we woman... replaced we replaced the title of every Bond movie with like rape. So I think. And we started off talking about ass to mouth too. So I think we're safe. I think we're in a uh, friendly territory here. No, I I know a girl who basically was so in love with having a gay guy friend who she can confide in, she married one. He still pretended to be straight, but he they broke up. They did it for like a year and a half, and they broke up because he had had sex with another man. And did, then I guess he repented, or I don't know what happened. I don't know. Went to really, those camps. And like, I'm not, yeah, yeah, he prayed the gay away. I'm not too interested in the details. I'm just more interested to watch the train wreck unfold so in like, any capacity, really. How did they find out... That, so how did they find out he was fucking dudes? Uh, I don't know. See, I need to get more of the details. I, I, I gotta do some more investigative. You should ask at the wedding. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, well, maybe I'll have to ask him directly. I, I mean, I do, clearly, to, for, to make it funny. But I, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe I could ask some of his, the dude he fucked who was also going to the wedding. Oh, Wait, I, I don't know that for sure. I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna go to every day of the wedding and be like, so did you fuck Jonathan? We'll call him for the sake of the story. You should, um, you should go up to all the people that you think he, the dudes he probably fucked and be like, listen, so this is really weird for me because like I had sex with him, and then you know, wait for them and be like, yeah, me too. Like this is really weird. And be like, you know, I didn't though. And like, <laughs> I was, I was gonna and you have to run off like call me immediately. Like, Nick, Nick, you fucked a dude, and it's like, see, but I, you didn't actually get any of the details that we wanted to know. And <laughs> I, I, see, I was imagining me going around asking everyone. It's like, so did you like? Did you fuck him? And then they're like, no. And then it's like, plays the requiem for a dream music, and it turns out I'm the one who <laughs> fucked him. You know, all along. <laughs> it's like in my channel directs like me fucking a dude, the wedding story, or like starring Adam Sandler, or it does. Um, it starts playing "Where's My Mind," and then. You realize that all the buildings fall down. Onto he, my and, he and the dude, he and the dude he was fucking were both in your imagination. Then it, buildings fall down. You wake up and you're just beating off. That would be good. I think any we're in to see that in cinema, at least out of all the movies I've seen, where it just turned out a guy was masturbating to the whole thing that you just saw. I think that's like a third of our scripts. Yeah, but I think that'd be pretty funny, like with like a feature length. I actually really liked our most like, recent I, one. Like, we could we could read that on the cast. We probably could, and it would probably yeah. We basically have a little uh, writing exercise, let's call it, where we will. Um, I'm sure like people have played it in like English class or something, but you like start writing a play or a screenplay, and then after about like a paragraph, you cut it off and hand it over to someone, and they're allowed to take it in whatever direction they damn well please. Yeah, it's um, quite fun. My sister actually is where I got the idea from because she and her friends were prolific. They called it Story Game, which I guess makes sense. Um, Pretty lazy title, but it makes sense. So I'll, yeah, I'll just, give credit. just two words mushed together. I mean, not really doing much there. It's but like, it's like plane flight. I like it. <laughs> Airplane. I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. 
please. Like as opposed to you know like the earth planes that we uh, have. Yeah, sea plane. Oh, I guess that's a thing. Sorry. Oh damn it! I'm not educated. Yeah, but now I feel stupid because I was mocking the idea of specifying. May not be smart, but, but I know planes? what a plane flight is. Whoa, there! You're crushing Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah, man, that movie Forrest Gump takes a big shit on Shawshank Redemption. If you just the Academy, Shawshank didn't stand a chance. Mm-mm. Got his fucking ass kicked. Um, shit. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, but apparently there, there, it was the story games wound up having. It was sort of the same thing as we did where there's certain characters apparently that would always show up that would usually be like people they knew. Oh, okay. There'd be like one or two. There was like a, like a teacher at the high school who always showed up and I think always died. Okay. Was their thing. And there was another character who always showed up and like tried to fuck a bunch of dudes. Yeah. So I guess you just fall into these, um, it's like, it's like ancient theater where like, it's like, oh, and the, the fool shows yeah, up. The old, like, like, yeah, the archetypes of like whatever this is. Yeah, the wise old sage shows up. And... Well, uh, Nick, Glenn, and a uh, friend of the show, Rick the Brick, a uh, longtime favorite, we did that. We went up to uh, New Hampshire on a vacation about a year ago. Uh, it was New Year's Eve, yeah. But no matter, no matter what, it uh, basically always devolves into some sort of uh, homoeroticism and death. I don't think we've written a single female character in any of our stories. Yeah, and if we did, she'd probably like turn into a dude or like but that was... <laughs> inspires a dude to have sex with another dude. What's what's great though is that I know that so there's this really weird internal struggle that I think is affecting everything we write because theoretically we were writing those from the goal of of, of filming them and like doing <laughs> them. So we never ever wrote a female character because we never we knew no woman would ever debase herself so much as to read the words that we write on us in front of anyone but that's a very yeah i mean you're giving us more credit i think than we deserve on that but that's also a good, like there's a good spin on it. dicks like are like that. really funny too like dicks and loads are pretty hilarious but they are i don't know why they're so funny why are they so funny i don't know they're shaped weird it's like really intimate wait but the dicks or the loads both loadshapes.net <laughs> Uh, have you ever? Uh, Nick Allen's well, it's, it's like it's like the ballistics of the load. It depends on what the load strikes, is what what form it's going to take. I mean, it's... I'm a load ballistics expert. <laughs> I shoot my loads in tanks of water so they don't hurt anybody. I would like to see like a tracker, like maybe because I just watched Walking Dead, but like that Daryl character. But I feel like trackers always know like from footprints and stuff. I'd like to see like a load tracker. Mm. It's like they came here. Like everyone's just coming all the time, which I, I guess is kind of true. They came through here. He's, <laughs> he's pointing at a keyhole. <laughs> um, but the problem is, though, is we can't. We always want to out goofy each other. I think like we always want to. One of us wants to like take it off the fucking rails. So inevitably, it goes somewhere that cannot be filmed. Like we just do not have the resources. Sometimes almost immediately. Glenn's the Sometimes of that immediately. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what well, is? I, I could, I could pull it up. We here. could probably pull one up. Maybe some loud like, some clicking, clicking noises. Once again, this is a, the behind the scenes feel we wanted you listeners to have. I could pause it while I pull it up. We we could do that. But I'd be, um, I'd be scared of like never be able to get it going again. That's true. Just like this podcast. Um, I wonder if I wonder how the search would. Hold hold on. I see. I got a, I got a new computer because the last the last time we tried to booking my old computer died when we tried to. Um, Yes, yeah, so last time we tried to podcast, I spilled wine on it and it died. Wine yet? It didn't seem like that much, but it told it. The computer had enough. It said of the wine, and now it's gone forever. Yeah, but I got a lot of the stuff on the hard drive. 
See, that's weird to me. How come they can save the hard drive so easily, but like the hardware can die just like that? Um, Ryan's not here, so <laughs> I, don't I, know, I don't know what to tell you. I assume he can like somehow hack this as we're speaking it right now. Ryan! Ryan! <laughs> but, but, Help! Yeah, because Ryan can take over a computer remotely, so I assume he can hear all. Ryan is Skynet. Now, Skynet is interesting because they designed it, what, just as an intelligent design for just every chip, the computer chip? I think it was fighting, it was supposed to be an internal system to, I haven't seen this movie in so long, to fight, like, to, to take over the U.S. military. It was like it was going to fight our wars for us. Oh, wait, here's here's a few. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I have the Warden Breath. I don't know what Breath is. Limp Place Kit. Where's the, um, yeah, I think these dates are going too far back now. I don't know, whichever one you prefer, whichever you think would be a good sample size for the uh, listener here. We could do a game of wits. Uh, yeah, that, that was actually just between Nick and myself. Uh, it, was, it was pretty good. If, you, if, you, if you're if you familiar with Game of Thrones, it's not like that at all, but uh, entitled it kind of is. We haven't actually ever done the whole thing. Is this... I think it was copied and pasted in some capacity. Oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, that's um, uh, coherent. So we're, are we going to do an actual reading here? Yeah, why not? We've never actually done a reading, so... Alright, so, uh, do you feel like the listener needs any context here? Not not how we wrote it, but, uh, do, do we want to take them on a journey enough? Do, do the stage directions set the scene enough? I feel like they do. Yeah, I mean, I think that the good thing about these is that we're clearly... I think a lot of the time we're, we're referencing tropes that come up all the time, so it's very clear what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. At least, I, I mean, it makes sense in my brain. <laughs> Let me put it this way. For the listener, if it was like an Amazon, if you liked blank, you will also like a so you know, you know what, you know what I was pic- Game of Wits. You know what I was picturing for this was the scene in The Big Lebowski where the Big Lebowski's sitting in the dark room with the fire. The guy in the wheelchair is sitting oh, in front yes, of the fire. Oh, yes, strong men also crying. Yeah, and there's the opera, like... <laughs> and like, I mean, obviously that is... Like the dude is being, it's ridiculous, but I was, I was trying to affect the not, not tone that the, actual the wheelchair guy was trying to adopt. Like gotcha. the, the hyper serious, well-appointed room. Okay. That was what I was initially. I didn't pick up on that at all. And I think that adds to the comedy. Uh, this is just between Nick and I who wrote this. What did you, wait, what were you picturing when you read this? Cause I, I, so this started where I wrote the first I wrote the, the initial like stage direction, the first like three lines yeah, or so, the scene. and then just gave it, sent it to Pete. I don't think I even warned him we were doing this. No, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, no, I was kind of picturing a. Uh, well, you you did a nice thing where you kind of led me into the next scene. You kind of gave me an action so I could take it wherever because it smashed cut to another area. It wasn't just in the room anymore, so I didn't have right. to really develop the two characters you had set up. I could just go to. I think you had a choice. Something. Yeah, that's true. That's Cause, true. Yeah, because you you hear yeah, Smash gets a booty. Okay. Anyway, anyway, so let's just uh, let's just get into it. Um, do you want to do stage directions? And uh, I'll be Sergey, or do you want to be Sergey or Alistair? I think I want to be Alistair. I think because he's oh, a God, gay guy. I don't, I don't know if I can do like a Soviet. Um, well, you, you wrote it. I'll do I'm the right. I'll do the I'll do the S's. I'll do Sergey, Sigmund, and. Um, Manservant's a pretty pivotal role. I'll do Sergey Sigmund and Manservant. Okay. And do you want to be Alistair, Vincent, 
and Lars. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. All right, listener, we're going to take you on a journey to the theater and or cinema right now. Oh, and who's doing stage directions? I guess that's an ass. I can... <laughs> it is. It is technically. Two men in their early 60s sit in a well-appointed library. Oh, oh, oh sorry, 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 sorry. A Game of Wits. <laughs> By Nick Allen. Peter Mutino. Can I do it once? I have been recording audiobooks. I just want to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a Game of Wits. A play <laughs> in one act. By Nick Allen and Peter Mutino. That sounds like something I'd hear on a cassette tape in my car. And like, exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm going for, baby. No, it's Retro. Good. Two men in their early 60s sit in a well-appointed library, clearly within an extremely luxurious home. They're well-dressed in the style of a bygone age, where men were men and women weren't allowed to leave the house and could be blamed for virtually anything without consequence. Between them sits a beautiful chess table, a game about midway in progress. Chamber music plays softly in the background. Taking a drag of his hand-rolled cigarette, speaking in a light Russian accent. All too predictable. The very nature of surprise, my dear friend, is that you don't see it coming. Shifts a piece on the board and presses the chess clock. Alistair, my web is so intricate, so masterful, that the spider will have eaten and digested you before you know you are caught. Sergei moves a piece and clicks the chess clock. A quick smash cut to booted feet running down a hallway. Shot close cuts up to reveal Vincent and his band of rebels. They wield rapiers and sport sport leather armor, capes, and musketeer hats. They are clearly those fruity Robin Hood-esque type of bandits. They stand outside a large studded chamber door. All right, men, this is the place. The rebels all mumble in excited agreement. Too long have we endured the tyranny of the ruling class. Tonight we take our vengeance. Men, recall your roles. Lars, a large bearded rebel, steps forward proudly, removing a sledgehammer from his back. Oh, be obvious. The tide shall turn. Hurrah! Hurrah! This hammer sings for justice. Sigmund, exasperated, buries his face in his hands. The only one big enough to break down the door, of course. Fucking idiot. The first blow. But not the last, comrades. Lars smashes the door in with one swing of the hammer. Cut to Sergei and Alistair. Alistair startles at a sudden noise outside the room. And here I was, thinking that the pawns had begun moving twenty turns ago. Sergei, after a long drag from his cigarette. Well, my dear friend, haven't I always told you? Rook, before you leap. Sergey grabs a castle chess piece and raises his eyebrows rapid-fire to Alistair, a la Kevin McAllister. Alistair, after a sip of his amber beverage, he lets slide around in his mouth before a long swallow and contented sigh. Well, my dear colleague, you always did enjoy a good pun, even if it wasn't in the night context. Alistair picks up a horse chess piece and winks suggestively. The two men maintain eye contact while another deafening thud comes from the exterior door holding their respective chess pieces slash their cigarette and drink high in the air while remaining seated. After a beat, Sergei nods in approval at Alistair. You have improved your skills, Alistair. I admit, I underestimated you. I must admit, as Kermit once said, it's not easy being queen. Sergei knocks Alistair's queen off the board with his own. Alistair reluctantly accepts the trade, capturing Sergei's queen. A manservant emerges from the shadows, dressed in a tuxedo. 
Silently, he approaches the table and gives Sergey a quick, quiet hand job. Manservant flicks his hand dry, recovers it with a, with a white glove, gives a terse nod to the two gentlemen. The two gentlemen return the nod. The manservant vanishes back into the shadows. Doing his job. Another loud thud is heard. Shot cuts back to Vincent's rebels, who are all making out fear- vigorously with a lot of tongue and ass-grabbing and stuff. Sigmund is using a piece of the broken door to sodomize Lars. Yeah, you may have been the hammer of justice, but I'm going to be the one pounding you. Shot cuts to Vincent running with his sword down the interior between two chamber doors, screaming. He turns around to see that he is not alone. Oh, that he is alone. Blasted sodomites. The manservant appears out of fucking nowhere, or the darkness, or mega-hit band, the darkness. Vincent Yorger. We've been expecting you. Who are you? It is a sign. Omens abound this night. To those who have the skill to read them, your men are causing quite a... mm, ruckus. The old world shall burn! Yielding what, Vincent? I smell calm. Your sense of smell may be your asset. But you must assess what you really plan to do. I I smell so much cum. What is your plan, Vincent? Once the upper crust has perished by your hand, what then? What happens when the peasants think that they will get riches that you promised them so boldly, only to find their leader has become a greedy cum guzzler the whole time? What we do once the regime is toppled is irrelevant. The injustice ending alone will be... Vincent is cut off as a vat of cum destroys him from the darkness above. Just then, Lars enters the room and quickly sizes up the situation. Ha ha ha! Sire! You seem to have begun the victory celebration early! Came because of an early climax! Lars coughs up a cum-soaked chess piece of a king. The shot cuts out to reveal that all the other rebels have entered the room just in time to see this. Everyone in the room lets out an absolutely ter- terrified gasp. Larzen picks a chess piece up and after a beat triumphantly holds it over his head. The rebels cheer and begin celebrating triumphantly, crying, embracing each other. We have succeeded! My brothers! My lovers! The camera slowly zooms out on the celebration reveal that Sergei and Alistair are seated in an open, an opera balcony-style seating alcove, cloaked in shadows, masturbating furiously, grinning victoriously down at the unknowing rebels. Ugh! Oh, well played, old boy. The manservant enters and begins giving handjobs to both Sergey and Alistair as the Who's We Won't Get Fooled Again begins blasting. Credits. Oh, so that was that was good. Dude, your book on tape skills are, are showing. Thank you. It's, uh, it's, it's a mixture of training and uh, practice. But, um, yeah, I almost feel like we could do these as a series. <laughs> Just like, release them with no context. Like on YouTube or something? Or... It'd be cool if we can get, like, an animator. You know what I mean? Oh. I know, I know an about, animator. I know a few animators, too. Yeah. Uh, other Pete is an animator. Oh, okay. Uh, Buskin I a, Pete. I have a, you know, Sahar? Comedian. Yeah, that guy's hilarious. He's an animator as well. I really like his, his comedy, too, so. Yeah, he's a funny dude. So, and I feel like this is fucked up enough that he might be like, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to have it, um. I wonder how the stage directions will hold up if it's just translated directly into a visual. I wonder yeah, if it becomes less a, that's funny. A, this one doesn't even do it that much, which is crazy to say. A lot of the other ones that we wrote earlier were like 
super dependent on. Well, the stage directions become very self-commentary and weird and very like opinionated about what's actually <laughs> going on. I think Field Factory would translate really well to animation. Well, yes, uh, Field Factory is another play we wrote. At which point, uh, well, the, 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 the general, you know, overview of the plot is it's two gentlemen who work in a, a factory where they put their hands in broken glass vats, and then uh, they work further. One of the guy's fathers, and one of the characters, that, just, you know, spoiler alert, he polymorphs into Robin Williams from Bicentil- Bicentennial Man. Well, that's, yeah, because they're fighting um, a gigantic hive of, of bugs made out of um, made Once out again, of we were dicks, gonna, we, I think? The, the original idea was to film these the next day when yeah. we wrote them. <laughs> yeah, initially. Uh, and the, yeah, so... Click it or brick it the play? It's pretty important. I think this was the very first one we did. This was the Scissors, the Sock Puppet. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it was all right. It was all right. We were warming up. We were get, we were feeling out, feeling out, you know, each other's moves. Much like, you know, a UFC fight or... Yeah, sorry. I'm digging around in my old... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, hmm. It's a problem. Is this all... It's all kind of mixed together. This is great radio. This is really great radio. We, you know, we just gave you guys an original fucking play. So, yeah, we're going to start off the cobwebs here, okay? This is this is how greatness begins. I mean, that's that's what I was told. Actually, you know, when we when we performed with Jim Gaffigan, uh, he told us to... I can't... Wait, what was the initial premise? What was I going for there? Uh, he said something about Hot Pockets, and then he talked in like a voice like we were. he was us observing him. Yeah. He was like, this man is giving us advice. And we were like, wow. I can't find... Or he was like, wow, because he was us. I think I can find... Maybe I just type field factory in here. It'll... It's just a little tricky because you're not sure what we saved him as. Because uh, a lot of these were written under the influence of a lot of alcohol. Which, you know, shockingly doesn't really read in the tone too much. It's uh. Yeah, there's some typos that we... uh. But I think that would happen anyway. Um... Yeah, when you're on a roll, you know, grammar takes a backseat, so the spelling says punctuation. Scripts. Here we go. Slimy, slimy Cube, and then uh, slimy here's cube. your highbrow art. Storyteller. I think Storyteller. Storyteller is it, I believe. It is. Do we want to do it? or? I, why I feel not? Weird without Glenn? Or... Um, okay, so we're going to have to... We're going to have to pick up some parts here. I then. wish we could get some like live feedback on this, though, as we're going. It's like, how's the audience? You guys liking this? And it was like, yeah. Well, it's all right. Well, 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 this is kind of like a little impromptu crowdsourcing episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm sure people are going to have some staunch opinions on this. Do you want to do the... Um, um, oh, Glenn's not home till after 11, so we're definitely on. Oh, God. <laughs> every, time, again. every time. Every fucking time. Here, do you want to uh, pause it real quick? Yeah, yeah, let's... Uh... <laughs> so we are... Uh... All right, well, we we tried to count it back in so it would be coherent, but... Uh... Monitor an alcohol is, spillage. Crisis was averted, though. Is the monitor... Did we have a monitor before? Now it's gone? It seems that way. I, <laughs> it, would, is, it would seem that way. This is the most professional piece of audio. Yeah, this is world. really perplexing. Um, we GarageBand is supposed to be really intuitive, but... Um, We're just going to have to play Doo Eyes again. Yeah, I don't... This is really... You got Doo Eyes. One look at you and I understand you got... So that song goes. Yeah. Um, we started at the beginning. Oh, here we go. Well, we all right. Make so, no mistake, yeah. listener. It did not just rewind at the beginning of the podcast. It was. <laughs> well, you do sound exactly exactly like yeah. it. It's baffling. Um. So, how do you want to divide this one up? 
Uh, you can whatever. I mean, I, I I like it all, baby. I think you should do the um, stage directions this time. Stage directions, okay. Because I feel like it's an underrated role in these. Um, in these one one editor's note. Um, at one point, Nick, while writing this in his paragraph, said he would. Uh, they were in a field, and when I took over, I thought they were in a factory, or that's just kind of where I took it. So, kind of those self. Assessing stage directions are present in this one, so uh, yeah, just be aware of that. Just don't let don't let it throw for for a loop there. <laughs> All right, so when it comes up, um, I think I want storyteller. Storyteller's a good part. It's a really good part. Um, God, I hope I get it. I want storyteller, loudspeaker. Well, I guess one of us has to be Tommy. One of us has to be David. So I'll be Tommy. Okay, I'll be storyteller Tommy. And Sam. Okay. So and I, then your loudspeaker and David and stage directions. Okay. So okay. Storyteller well, I, Tommy and Sam. And I'm loudspeaker David and stage directions. No problem. I think that works. So, uh, it, it, you want to take give yes. us the title and the, the absolutely author, uh, real quick absolutely. This is audible. No. Uh, storyteller. The story of a field factory. <laughs> by Nick Allen. P.B. Gino. Glenn Marshall. And Rickety Brickett. <laughs> Clouds of smoke and mist gradually dissipate enough such that we can see a man whose face is obscured by a darkness, hood, something, sitting in a rocking chair, gazing into the flames. Come closer. My voice is not as strong as it once was. Many things that were once strong are now weak. Things that I never thought would come to pass have become commonplace. And here we are on the brink. It makes me shudder to recall the shocking sequence of events that brought us to these crossroads. Let me conjure up these memories for you, should you care to hear them. The man pulls a pouch of mysterious powder from his belt or robes and blows it into the fire, causing it to flare into different colors. The fire then fades into a scene of a field and two young men walking down a road. The storyteller's voiceover continues. Or a factory, I guess, Pete. These were two ordinary boys, in ordinary times, in an ordinary place. Or so they thought. As we will soon see, they could not have been more wrong. My fingers won't stop fucking bleeding! You think after two years you would have been more used to this by now? Seriously, they won't stop! I, I come home every night, I, I apply Neosporin before each shift, I wear special prescription gloves when I go to sleep every night... My mom even started taking EMT classes just so she can dress my wounds more effectively. A loudspeaker from within the factory booms through the room. Get back to work, faggots! Oh, yeah. I love it when he calls us that. Yeah. Me too. There's so many fluids that flow out of my body as a direct result of working at this job. I have to admit, his voice, well, uh, never mind. I don't need to know everything. (laughs) Both men continued to shove their hands into the vats in front of them. The sounds of glass crunching and breaking can be heard as they do so. <laughs> so, 
Have you given any thought to that uh, question I asked you on Tuesday? Eh, I still need some time. Well, uh, the clock is ticking. I would love to have you come with. But if not, I have some other options besides you. But, as I said, I would really like it to be you. Only you. You know? You. And me. Right? Um, yeah, I'm still thinking about it. The loudspeaker comes in again. Let's chit-chat, you shit cats. I'm paying you to bust your ass, not pass verb gas. Boom! Yeah! Woo! Mm. Sorry, I just, I really can't get enough of that voice. Uh, sometimes I feel like staying after hours just to see if he'll come down from his booth up there and... <laughs> Sorry, back to work. What were we saying? If you're going to come with me or not, it would be good. Like, really good for you to come with me. Come along, man! Think of how much fun this could be! For me! For us! Yeah! He would love you to come! <laughs> come is what he's about! Yeah! I didn't know he was still listening. That fucking voice! Tommy looks at his hands. Wow! My hand looks like your mom's pussy! Tommy shakes his hands in David's face tauntingly. Right on! David begins sucking Tommy's bloody fingers vigorously. Oh my god, this is so hot. I'm totally pulling my dick out to masturbate to this right now. Oh my god, I'm so masturbating right now. Tommy throws up. Oh, you fucking blew it. Tommy pulls away from Tommy's hand, his mouth completely smeared with blood. Man, your dad is such a hard ass. He's just under a lot of pressure right now. Suddenly, Sam, an effeminate man of a questionable race, enters. Guys, come quick! Something magical has happened! If this is just blurry, a bunch of blurry photos of your balls again, I'll pass. Okay, uh, two magical things have happened! David and Tommy... <laughs> Sorry! David and Tommy hesitantly kiss. <laughs> David follows Sam into the next room, although Tommy tries to kiss David again before realizing he has moved away and follows them. Loudspeaker to the empty room. How am I supposed to stay hard now? <laughs> Let's not shit ourselves by Bright Eyes starts playing through the loudspeaker. Cut back to a room with Sam, David, and Tommy. Sam is clearly very excited and is pointing from a steel grate balcony on which they are standing to the scene below. See? All my experiments are working. Tommy, your dad said if I didn't accomplish something other than squeezing his dick and balls into my ass soon, he would fire me, but look! From the catwalk above the factory floor, they see a giant tarp covering most of the room below them. Sam produces one of those awesome remotes with a big wire on it, with two buttons and a light that those scientists always fucking have. Oh, awesome! I was hoping the control would be one of those things. Sam flips up the awesome cover thing for the switch and then, with a dazzling wink, presses the button. <laughs> the tarp begins to rise very slowly and our heroes... Sorry. And our heroes that this is going to be a long night. Finally, a huge hive comes into view and a little insect-like creatures can be seen crawling out of it. A strange blue globe can be seen near their weird bug asses. Uh, what the fuck is that? These are my babies! Do you want to cuddle with my little ones? I know they'll just eat you two up! 
<laughs> he lets out a Xena yell. The creatures began uh, the creatures began to swarm near the mouth of the creepy hive as they form a massive megazord. We were supposed to film this, by the way. With a giant <laughs> cock made of bugs. A megazord with a giant cock made of bugs, just to clarify. Tommy and David grab each other's dicks and panic reflex. Now you're going to apologize for all the times you made fun of me and promise me you'd let me suck your dicks, but then you put an ad up on Craigslist and I'd just blow some truckers with a blindfold on. I knew you were there and remember it all, but I thought I'd explain it as though someone were listening who didn't know all the information and history between us. You're being a dick, Sam. So now you will die at the hands of a dick. Sean Aoken! <laughs> David uppercuts Sam a la, a la Ryu and knocks Sam flying backwards off the balcony, and he is impaled on the bugs or cock. Good thinking, Dave, but how are we going to fight this bug monster? <laughs> Helicopters! Tommy and David high-five and then drop trow, and their peenies twirl around each other, forming a helicopter rotor. They then fly toward the beast. Dodging swarms of bugs and shooting cum at it, which causes the insect's wings to get sticky and fall and fall to the ground. But the main zord is untouched. It's not working, Dave. We don't have enough jizz. Don't give up, Tommy. You're the bravest twink I know. Just as things begin to look their worst, the loudspeaker roars to life once again. If anything is gonna murder my son and his bottom bitch, it's gonna be me. <laughs> Flamethrowers erupt from all directions, incinerating the bugs. A door opens and Tommy's dad enters the room. Fireworks erupt as he's seen on a Segway with the sweetest flame decals you've ever seen and a rad muffler with fire coming from it. Behind him is Robin Williams as the Bicentennial Man, <laughs> struggling trying to unlock a small lockbox. Dad, you do love me. I just love your sexy shenanigans. The loudspeaker rolls at breakneck speed to Mama Bug or wherever, while Mansur <laughs> continues to struggle with the box following his overlord. Mama Bear Bug aims her gigantic bug cock at the loudspeaker. On my command, boy! Mama Bug's giant balls begin to glow <laughs> blue-white. Wait for it! The balls get wider. Wait for it! The light begins to move its way up the shaft of the bug lady's dick. Now, boy! Now! Fucktard Robot is still messing around with the box. Now, goddammit! Now! The robot looks up to Tommy and the other guy and winks. He turns into a rocket and flies up to the bug lady's pee hole. Her body jerks around sporadically for a second before exploding. All of her minions dissolve into nothing. Sam turns into a missile and flies into the sun. Our heroes high-five so good. Like, so, so good, you guys. They're on the ground level, and Tommy runs up to his dad. I guess things will be a little different around here. Hey, Dad. I reckon you're right, kiddo. Loudspeaker grabs the robot by the hips and spins him around into a dip and stares into his face. I reckon you're right. Look, David, my fingers stopped bleeding. David smooches Tommy <laughs> as the camera pans out and up to the clouds and back through the fire. And the camera turns to the old man's face. No, get the fuck out! That's the end. Oh my god. Yeah, I love when uh, we were like, one of the problems we had was uh, actually like wrapping up the script sometimes. 
And Rick the Brick just, like, that one was just spiraling, like, more and more out of control. And then Rick the Brick just, like, rode in on his white horse and just wrapped the whole thing up beautifully. Yeah, I was amazed, too, that he remembered the storyteller from the beginning. I was very worried that was not going to get called back. Because it was a good device at the beginning. He called it perfectly. Yeah, his face is just up close. It's very good. The only error is that, although, I don't know if I call it an error, is that... um, Sam, like, Sam is killed when he's uppercutted Sher- a la Ryu onto <laughs> and then the he, and then he turns into a jet and then, like, flies into the sun. I guess it'd be funny if someone you presumed is dead, like, comes back into the scene. As and a rocket. turns <laughs> into a rocket. So there's a lot of morphing in this one, a lot of, uh, kind of Power Rangers. We created a lot of new words, like Bugzordcock and Helicopter and, I uh, will say, to be fair, at the end I get a little lost. I'm not quite sure what's going on in the action. I feel like I can picture... Incredibly clearly, which is probably it's a problem I, because yeah, yeah, you know we we challenge our listeners to let their imagination do a lot of the work. Theater of the mind, as Glenn always says. Yes. Um. Shit. So uh, much. So okay, okay. Well, all right. So we've gone to the the script well a few times here. Um. But shit. What was? It? Oh, how did the uh? So so Pete Scott actually has something to plug now. Yeah, uh, which which actually isn't like time sensitive. It's not like come to our stand up tomorrow night, and then like we and then post. it gets posted four months later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then the only people who are listening to this up. would have gone anyway, right? Um, but Pete is uh, Pete and the Midnight Treehouse folk are doing releasing like their sketch show. Yeah, it officially released uh, when you hear this four years ago. It released <laughs> last night. Um, Remember when Obama was president? You guys, God, I miss that guy. Yeah, too bad he died in that plane crash. Yeah. Well, that's what you get when a drone flies your plane. Ha, yuck, yuck, yuck. Uh, yeah, no, we uh, launched our sketch group last night. Um, it wasn't the best quality, but everyone else, we were actually very uh, negative in presenting it. Which I think it was, actually might have behooved us in the long run. We played a few sketches of uh, some of the directors we had actually worked with while filming the first few, I guess, episodes, how we're breaking it up. Uh but uh, we were downplaying ours. We were like, oh, man, we, this is going to suck. This is not good. Like, thanks for coming out, guys. And it was pretty well received. And people afterwards were saying very positive things. Um, because we're trying to create, like, an actual collective where any sketch group can come there. And eventually we want it to be, you know, a free thing where uh, everyone can show their sketches. And then we have, like, a prize at the end of them, you know, a monthly sort of thing. So we're trying to create, like, a sketch collective sort of thing. Oh. Sounds sketchy. It was hosted at much worse uh, because I'm on original, but uh, no, it's because you have access to the venue. I mean, um, yeah, like I, I know that we've been wanting. To, obviously, we we started hanging out doing filming, like sketch shit, mm-hmm. and uh, we haven't actually really produced anything other than our li- what you just heard. Yeah, that and our um, our literary our literary criticism, uh, or literary. Oh evenings, yes, yes. Which we actually tens finest. Yeah, which we actually did and like followed through on to an extent. Yeah. Um, well, we also have a uh, an infomercial that we recorded. I'm not sure if we ever posted it. We should. I mean, it's. I think there's one because that was the thing is we kept we kept recording it over and over and getting getting drunker and drunker. Yeah, but they got uh, good too. Though there were moments. I've got. I've still got it on this computer. I was actually survived the uh, the the, the wine apocalypse. And, uh, yeah, and uh, God, that was, that was 2013. Yeah, man, wow. back when Obama was still president. Yeah, um, back when Obamacare was was still a thing before it got. Uh, good thing President Marco Rubio overturned that. Marco year. Rubio, <laughs> President yeah. Ric Flair. But then, um, obviously, that that huge hurricane hit uh, Orlando. 
and that was uh, tragedy. wipe that out. That was. I mean, I'm, we make fun of like you know 9/11, Hurricane Katrina, Columbine, you name it. But I don't. I don't want to make fun of this. This was too fucked up and like sad. I still can't believe Shaq died. You know, he doesn't I, even play for the Magic anymore, or he I, didn't when he died last I'm, year. I'm actually going to see the uh, the Orlando Magic play in person uh, a week from Saturday. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. I'm going down to Miami for a long weekend. Um, just to Miami's not Orlando, Nick. No, but the Orlando Magic are playing the Miami Heat in Miami. Ah, that's the magic of the Heat of Florida. That's right, Florida basketball. <laughs> Florida basketball exclusively. Yeah, I guess. Go Gators. They were really good for a while. The Gators? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have an aide named after them. They have what? An aide named after them. Gatorade. Oh, Jesus. It's true. It was the first aide, if my no, I know. are correct. I just I thought you were making some sort of aides joke. I Which could. I guess you were. You were making a joke about one of the aides. Yes. It was like a more of a wordplay than making fun of aides itself. But I could try and make fun of aides itself. So am I crazy? Like, Gatorade is actually way better than Powerade, right? Am I? Yeah, Powerade is like trashier tasting. I don't know why. I feel like like you're supposed to be wearing an upside down visor when you drink Powerade. And like that makes sense. An afflicted T-shirt. Yeah, like in that vein, like like uh, a douchebag from the early two thousands, or like, like Ryan Braun. Yeah, like yeah, like Ryan Braun. He apparently is like really into his afflicted T-shirts. Really, I could see that. Well, he's a uh, how interesting can a baseball player be? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. It, well, it depends on the player. <laughs> yeah, well, I know they're all varied people. I think a lot of them are like kind of farm boy sort of. Right? A lot. Well, yeah. I mean, spend, you know, a third of the year just like kind of like staring at a ball coming at them. A lot of them were drafted out of high school. They did not go to college. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. I mean, I've I've met a lot of people who went to college who are not very interesting, I'm sure, today still. No, I I just think that like collectively as a group, I mean, you can find people who never went to college who are smarter than anybody who went to college. You can find people who, you know, went to college are dumb as fuck. But as a group, I think college students are... A more varied sort than, like, an MLB team. I just... I'm going to say that most college graduates are better educated than your average Major League Baseball player. That's as far as I'll go with that statement. Okay. You're not on record here, though. Off the record. Fucking... Off the record, anybody without a college degree is a fucking worthless piece of shit. That's what I was dying for you to say. Because yeah. And I, I mean, it's, a, it's a nightmare having I mean, to talk to those people. Those goddamn I, people. I don't know if you're... I'm going to disagree with you in calling them people there. Ooh, yeah. I don't, I don't think I was a person until I had... Wait, are we off the record now? No, I think... Uh, I, 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 th- I Wait, think... What's the record count? Without Ryan, we don't know what the record count is. Uh, we've got 46 records right now. Records means is a measure. Records of time. be broken tonight uh, in terms of excellent broadcast. Uh, most scripts read on this podcast. It's like the most since like mystery, not science theater. What was the other one? Masterpiece theater. <laughs> I get those confused. Oh, I actually watched. It's so like where the old English guy sat in the robot chair and he made smarky comments about Jane Austen, right? Yes, and um, it's a good show. And James Lipton would play. Really, really intense trivia with a whole bunch of college students, and the loser would be sodomized by James Lipton on screen. But the winner got a free plate of mozzarella sticks the next time they came to the bar <laughs> or college. Yeah, for, for all you have, each team can just put in $10 to play, mm-hmm. and then the winner gets $40 That's, in store credit. Yeah, it, which is not redeemable on foodstuffs or alcohol. Right. Just merch for the bar. I uh, If I ran like a tourist a tourist type destination bar like mm-hmm. like the ESPN zone or something like that I would advertise like fake I would advertise giveaways and then like 
like lie about it. But if you come on like Saturday, you know, you can get like three bowls of wings for free. And then they show up. It's like, oh, that sorry, that like expired. And it's yeah, like some it's tourists like, from like Sweden or something. Like, but you're already here, and like yeah, the only bar you apparently know about for some reason. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You, know, get? you have like a smartphone. You probably just. But maybe roaming charges are really high. It, Europeans are always asking me for internet points. I don't know what an internet point <laughs> is, but they really want them. I think I, oh for them. I think they have like hotspots where like anybody can use the internet. That's sickening. Yeah, not my you, president. You know this. <laughs> what, what type of socialist regime do we live in? I was really tempted to just. A man has to earn his internet. Damn it! Pick your pick up your internet by its own bootstraps. <laughs> I. I wanted to just, like, do what we used to do with Glenn and give you, like, the radio silence on that and just let you, like... Just rant filibuster about... Yeah. I, yeah I would reverse, reverse filibuster somebody? I, I, I would run out of steam pretty quickly. We have a ton of tourists down by my office. It's really fucking weird. Cause You're down, like... Down by, the, like, the courthouses. Yeah, kind of by Tribeca-ish. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, by City Hall. A little more east. Yeah, east of City Hall, basically. Yeah. Which is, like... I don't know. I mean, yeah, the courthouses are, like kind of neat looking right. I, but like evidently it's where every tourist maybe they're looking for chinatown or soho and they just kind of get stuck there yeah i guess i, I guess mean, the buildings are cool and it's kind of your ground zero yeah i don't know every european i encounter when i'm around my job it just asks me where soho is they all want to go to soho they check out Italy and then they go where is soho and i'm like uh you like walk and i'm like you can this is <laughs> I, yeah, and who are these? I don't know who these tourists are who are from clearly from Europe, who are in this area, and it's like January fifteenth. I know. And it's like what? Did you get like a great deal or something? They must, and the snow doesn't stop them either. Like they're here to make a day of it. I suppose if you're spending the money to fly out here, you're not going to be like, oh, it's snowing. I guess let's hang out my hotel. The thing is, I want to give people directions when I see people stopping and stuff like that, but I just. Especially if they're, like, speaking in French. Like, oh, I may have enough French to, like, explain it to them. But I just know that they're going to ask me to go to a place where I have no idea where the fuck it is. And I'm just, so I just, just leave them. <laughs> but, oh, I did a good deed today. What's that? I helped, I helped a, uh, a young lady mm-hmm. who was struggling with a huge suitcase in the subway. And I carried it up the, uh, the stairs for her there. Was she hot? Nope. Fuck. I said it was a good deed. Oh, yeah. I guess that would have been a devious deed. No, it wasn't. Nick well, Allen's devious deeds? <laughs> Welcome back to Nick Allen's DBSD's podcast. <laughs> Nick Allen's DBSD's number 47. <laughs> One time, I licked the salt off a saltine and put it back in the sleeve. This has been Nick Allen's DBSD's number 47. That, that's pretty devious, Nick. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, because if I had done it for a hot chick, then it would have been... I don't think that would have been devious. I think that would have been... I think that would have been a neutral deed. Because I'm still helping her out. But there's like that thing But it's like, like maybe... Uh, yeah. Well, I'm strong enough to carry this bag, which you could carry, but just, it would be harder for you. Yeah, I hate that. It, like, poisons your mind a little bit. Like, there have been times where I, like, intentionally go on my way to help people who are, like, good-looking. Oh, it's... just Like, why? Like, it's like, it's like... I I I'm not I know I'm not thinking that but I guess it's like my lizard brain is like well maybe she'll fuck me like I, it's like no that's the thing too is like my value or what have you I find myself it, it yeah I have so much more patience for attractive people I was on the subway once I was clearly like listening to music and kind of staring off and this gorgeous fucking blonde chick just with with a couple of suitcases this is my this is my move I guess or I don't know uh, anyway it's just like 
grabs like very for, formal forwardly just kind of grabs my elbow and is like hey do you know if this train goes to like this stop and i like pull my headphones i was like oh oh and it was like <laughs> it was like way past where i normally get off like way down in brooklyn i was heading to a much more show oh okay and she was asking like where does the l stop at like this thing and i was like uh i'm like looking at the list which she's probably already looked at and i'm like no i don't have that information in my brain so like, you know what? you should get off at this stop and because there's like you know another train nearby here and then you can check the map and figure it out and she's oh great and then but if some like fat person with a whole bunch of like with like a really bad skin condition on their like, face, don't touch me yeah i'd be like uh, i don't know and that'd be kind of it yeah it's weird it sucks for them but i don't know like, like what is that is that like more societal conditioning do you think do you think that's just like yeah so do so or do, would you do that naturally like like if you're you know what I mean? Like, I don't... Well, I was like... So, like, do ugly people expect people to be hostile towards them, generally? They probably don't expect it, but, like, maybe they have more of a tolerance for it. If I had to guess. See, because I know that when I was, like... and I'm still, <laughs> When like, I was fat and ugly. Right, no, but when I was a kid, I knew that I could just kind of ask people for help. Mm. Be like, excuse me, do you know where, like, this kid, is? Yeah. And they, and I know it's, like, cool, and people, like, want to help me, because I was just like, well, good. Yeah, because like, you're helpless, yeah. But, um... You were innocent. Yeah. Yeah, no, um... I think, uh... I guess I still kind of do that at my job because I'm still pretty young for the field. Right. So I'll ask for... People are still willing to, like, cut me some slack because I'm still clearly new. Yeah, they get, like, there's an implied, like, hair tussle sort of thing. Yeah, I... No, I sat down with, uh... With, with this guy I hadn't met before at my job and he just... I was expecting him to be really pissed because of like where where the, the case was, and he just goes like, um, he just kind of stares at me for a few minutes, and he just goes, "You're really young." <laughs> like he's just realizing it. Yeah, it, well, yeah. We talked on the phone, and then he like came in and was just like, "You're really young," and I was like, "Yeah." So I'm gonna need like more time to do all that shit I promised I would do, and he's just like, "Oh, whatever. It's cool." How long have you been working? Like, just sort of, like... It reminds me of, like, Louis C. Habit. It's just like, like, when you're, like, 23, like, all the athletes, you know, like... Or, like, you, they'll, like, make... Like, you break your shoulder, they'll take part of your air, make, like, a shoulder of it. Like, oh, yeah. Modern science. But, yeah. like, when you're, like, 40, like, it's, like, no one cares. It's like, oh, you got that promotion. It's like, good, do your job, asshole. Like, no one cares, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, shit. Yeah, I had, the, I had like, um... I know this is kind of stupid, because we're 26. And I know that we're still very young in the grand scheme of things. But there is still, I do notice my age in ways where it's like, I don't recover as well from things in certain ways, For sure. especially like drinking or, you know, it's just like, I there, wear myself down on the drinking thing too. Like, it's like, I've really put myself to the test. Like you can keep recovering, buddy. It's like all the time. Yeah. You, you tested your like Wolverine-esque recovery from booze <laughs> for, for a long time. And it's still going strong so far. You're not going to get to the point like Wolverine does where he wants his power removed and it's like, I'm mean, at that point where, like, David Tell got, where it's, like, if he has one more drink, he's, like, he dies. <laughs> he, like, just doesn't have a liver anymore. Oh, like, like, uh, t- like uh, Tom Cruise in The in the Last Samurai when he's, like, detoxing. I'm like, soccer! <laughs> yeah. There's that long montage of, like, the kids, like, look sad and freaked out. Oh, and man. The guy about that movie. The guy who killed yeah. their dad is, like, lying in there, like, screaming and acting scary as fuck. Um... But he's still in our house, yeah, which has to, which has literally paper for walls. What was that? That he was like he started drinking because of like PTSD sort of thing, right? Yeah, he was just self medicating with whiskey after war crimes. But um, but it's just to the point where there's there's no longer this sense of 
I will perpetually recover for things or I will always be getting better at things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be getting worse at a lot of different shit like for the next, for the rest of my life. Yeah. But there's some things that you must be able to get better at. Well, no, I'm no, that's things. true. But anyway, this, this all comes up I mean, because God, God given things. I'm trying to get to the fuck. Well, everything's God given Pete. Um, I'm, try, I'm trying, <laughs> to to, trying to get to, trying to get <laughs> like, good night, guys. Pete like turned and Pete and I were talking to each other, and he turned <laughs> and directed that to the computer. Like, praise Christ! Like, just oh shit! Like, gotta get that in <laughs> the audience that we're in front of. <laughs> I uh, I was it was there was a big snowstorm, and where we live, the complex where we live, there's these a lot of ramps that I usually walk down, and there was maybe like three or four inches of fresh snow still on it. And I figured usually on snow, like fresh snow, there's like pretty good traction because you kind of like crush uh, down I, on. I don't not fuck with those ramps. I was wearing yeah. boots. Because the steps, the steps are like three feet long, so it's like they're paced out to be like a stride and a half apart. Yeah, they're very. I awkward. hate. I hate the fuck. Usually, the ramps are better if like I did with ice. Though, I like. I, yeah. As soon as winter hit, I was like, I'm not going on that ramp. Well, I learned my lesson because I was walking down it, and my foot slipped. My right foot. I just stepped, and it just went flying straight forward. My right foot. And, Save some of that for Sochi. And I'm <laughs> sorry, Megan Sochi. Megan Sochi. Uh, uh, and I fell straight back like uh like slipping on a banana peel on a cartoon mm. and because it was a ramp the part that i did i didn't fall on my butt because the normally like a flat ground you fall on your butt i fell and the first thing to hit the ground was like my upper back like wow be- like my spine between my shoulder blades just like hit the pavement Oof. and i was like i was like okay i think that's just like gonna be a bad bruise i'm like, like it's just gonna kind of hurt but i'm not injured but i'm sitting at work and i'm like it's hurting more as the day goes on. I'm like, what if I have a back injury forever now? Like, oh, yeah. Like, you don't know anymore. You, like, it's like, they're, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, there's some little injuries again. I'm like, oh, wow, that's, like, not going away like it used to. Like, that's actually going to take a while to heal. But if I'd fallen on my back when I was 18, I would have just been like, oh, yeah, that's going to hurt for, like, two days. And then yeah. I'll be like, the, the concept that it might bother me forever, I'd never into my mind. And then I started thinking, I was like, shit, like, 10 years from now, you might have, like, a back problem. Forever. Yeah, because that one moment. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. People are pretty fragile, man. Like, it's it's easy to take, take for granted when you're, like, a, feel like you're an invincible, like, 22-year-old. You know what I mean? And it's, like, that mentality catches up with you. Like, like that mentality doesn't switch off to, like, I think your first real wake-up call. <laughs> it's, like, too late. Yeah. Or, like, like slowly, hopefully just slowly kind of, like, sober up, as it were, and be like, wow, I, can't, I probably can't do stuff like that anymore, instead of just, like, having, like, that one blaze of glory moment where you blow your, like, knee out or flag football. <laughs> or some yeah, shit. but this, this is fucking or scary. playing bocce. Just, you know. <laughs> you're high-impact sports. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure... This is no joke, though. I mean, uh, we have a avid listener of this podcast that we both know who... Had their sense of smell damage because they slept on oh. ice. Oh, oh, she a listener? Big time. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Did that have? When was the last time you uh, talked to her? Uh, about three weeks ago. Oh, so when this gets posted, six years ago. <laughs> R.I.P. Obama and Orlando. I uh, no, but I in Orlando Bloom. Oh, but like, just heard Orlando Bloom died today. This poor guy in Orlando, ironically. He was yeah. To, no, he was, he was to, down there. He was trying to fight. He was trying to save Hurricane survivors and then another hurricane and ironically only killed him yeah no orlando hurricane it was full of um sentient uh we know well obviously i mean we all know i'm not gonna bore our listeners because you know that three years ago yeah repeating ancient history here there was that breakout of uh you know from that 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 facility in siberia which housed all that those bio experiments and yeah that was crazy i didn't know werewolves could jump so high yeah, I mean, Neither I did the helicopters, so you know. But that's what's weird too. Is like, ain't no copter. It's like okay, the werewolves are strong as fuck, so they can probably jump really high. But this was like way out of proportion to 
even that. I didn't think the ending of Cabin in the Woods was going to be an understatement for what demonic monsters were like in real life. <laughs> that was crazy. A lot of people died. Except Orlando Bloom, who just died. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, random bullshit I could just... If I just went up on stage and just totally winged it and didn't do any material that I was thinking before, like, what for is stand it... stand-up. Yeah, like, what is a general topic? Or even just for, like, a podcast or whatever. I was going to say for meetings, I do that a lot. <laughs> you, you have to, like, run meetings, right? A lot of the time, yeah. But, okay, so if you call a meeting, do you, are you calling these meetings, like scheduling them? Sometimes. The one I did today, yes. So that, but you must have had something you, like, wanted to, like, that had... Yeah, to... but then I, like, looked at it and realized how woefully unprepared it was, and I had a Word document with two bullet points on it, and then my supervisor was like, oh, yeah, I think it's good you called me. She's like, can you show me your agenda again? It was, like, two bullet points, and she was a total sweetheart about it. She was bringing up, like, other points that she went to, and, like, like, pretending to reference the sheet, like, a few times. Oh, no, she's like... You don't have to placate it. Like, you know, you get just... She's I wrote, I wrote down two like, things that I wanted to talk about. She's trying to make you feel helpful. They're, they're like, yeah, like, I'm really prepared to call, like, all these people. She's like, you know, Pete, like... No, it was mainly, like... I, I don't know where we'd be without the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> just be up there sweating uh, I call, bullets. I call a with people who I feel like have been, like, totally incommunicado, and a lot of my job is dependent on what they do, like, with imports. And so the basically the first report's like, this is like bullshit, like where the fuck have you guys been? And they like apologize and like I immediately looked like an asshole. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's like Yeah, but then also at the same point it's like, where were you guys? I brought it up again and I was like, Ugh. so But anyway, that's old hat. I just thought it was pretty funny that she was like, Oh yeah, let me see your like agenda. And it was like just like two it was like a, two bullet points, five words total. <laughs> where it's like I, it's almost like you're more embarrassed. You would have been less embarrassed if she'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" Because you could have both just be like, "Yeah, it sucks." I could have laughed, about but instead it. she was like, "And," and then turns like really conspicuously at the sheet. Oh right, and that like, oh yeah, little doodly thing you put on. The- Sorry, I lost my place, and she like scrolls around <laughs> on a big empty page. Scrolls up and down like really fast, like, way too fast actually to look at it. Just up and down on the one page that it is. Uh, it was a hard copy too. It was like a piece okay. of paper. I had to print it out. I couldn't have that on the notes section of my phone. No, that needed an 8 by 10 Like, some trees needed to die for that. You, you couldn't have, like, memorized that? I can't. My memory sucks. My memory sucks now, too. It's really bad. I started, it's scary. My I, short-term is terrible. I started trying to... Well, I have to have it to, like, sort of survive at my job, but I, I started trying to use tricks that I did when I was memorizing parts for plays, which was just trying to... At the risk of sounding like Cam Jansen here... Uh, <laughs> Too late. I, I would, like... Try to just picture the words on the page in my head. I would, I would like visually. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, memorize sure. what the words look like. Because a lot of time I'm transferring numbers from like one thing to another, mm. and it's like just like hundreds and hundreds of ten digit codes, and I'm kind of like looking at one. And I'm just trying to not have to flip back and forth over and over again. So I'm trying to get good at just memorizing them with one glance. Right, for sure. And picturing it's the only thing that's kind of working. I, th- I can see how that works. I think that's the, kind of the same way I click. I click when I watch the movie Click. Like Cam Jansen said, click it or ticket. That's true. I feel like I reference Cam Jansen a lot, even though I only ever read it once in fourth grade. You know those ex- those times where like you would read as a class? Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in how retrospect, I was first I'm exposed like, to like Harry Potter and Roald Dahl and all that. You guys got to read that shit? I feel like the cl- stuff we read as a class. You mean like out loud? Yeah. Yeah. We did some boxcar children. We read Cam Jansen once. Usually, uh, most of my teachers were pretty cagey. It would be like they'd read a first book in the series and be like, look how fucking badass that was. Look, I have the whole series in the back of the classroom. 
So then, of course, like, eight kids fight over it, and then it's kind of like this, like, war of attrition to, like, one, like, three weirdos that make it to the end. And then one weirdo like me who lies about making it to the end. No, I, I swear to God, I used to just keep books of what everyone was reading and not read them, and then just be like, yeah, I totally read that, just to, like, fit in. It was weird. Whoa. That's fucking awesome. I'm trying to think of what... Dude, I did all kinds of weird shit, and I'm trying to... I feel like the more of it I can remember, the better it'll be for my comedy career, but... Probably. Oh man, I was. I think. I think lack the of. I think in first grade or second yes. grade, I was definitely like. I think I was definitely the butters kid who would just like yank his pants all the way down to pee. Really? Was yeah. I feel like he had. Well, I would usually try to just go in a stall. Mm. I still was like, it was. I don't know. It's weird. Like you're alive. I, mean, I remember even like middle school, you'd see kids who were like that stall. Yeah. I, just, I was. I wasn't yanking my pants all the way down to pee in middle school. There were still kids doing that though. Oh school. really? Yeah, I remember that. I, remember oh, I meant when I was like six. Oh okay. But it would. I was usually in a stall, or I would usually try to like go to the bathroom when no one else was in there. I had some weird moments. I remember like when I was like five, I reached in my hair one time, and there was just, like a huge cricket in it. And then I like like shuddered for the rest of the class, and like like teacher was like, "What's the matter?" And I just like wouldn't talk. It was weird. Really grossed me out. I still think my, one of my weirdest memories I have from childhood is like because I just never did homework ever. And I, forgive me if I've ever told the story on the podcast, but I used to. We had like basically our classroom was a, like arranged into islands of desks, like islands of four desks, and that was your team for the year for spelling tests. And if you all did your spelling every Friday, whoever had the like best consistency streak. For a group of four? Yeah, got a pizza party at the end of the year. Whoa. Um, or at the end of the semester, or whatever, they broke it up, or period, or whatever it was. Or as it felt at the time, like, 12 years. Yeah, exactly. The marathon. Now, I just didn't do homework, period. Like, I was, like, not going to do that ever. Um, but I didn't want to let the team down. So the way I decided <laughs> to work around this uh, is I was very prone to nosebleeds back in the day, and I was aware of this fact. So we had a music class right before we had our spelling check every Friday. So in music class, I'd excuse myself to the bathroom. I'd punch myself in the face so my nose would bleed. And I was going to the teacher and be like, oh, like my nose is bleeding. You did it for the team. That's amazing. Yeah, I took one for the team every time. And I did it every Friday. And then, like, of course, it only took, like, five Fridays for him to be like, why the fuck is he always there? And, like, he came down to check a few times, my teacher, and being like, do you really have a nose? I'm like, yeah, look. And then, and then he's like, oh, wow, I guess it's, like, an issue. I guess I won't talk about it. And then uh, eventually the, ner- the nurse ratted me out. She was like, why do you... She's like, you just like, know this a lot. And I, I felt comfortable because, you know, I just lounge around with her fourth period every day. And I was just like, yeah, I just don't want to let my team down. I want to like... Oh, you told her? Yeah. And then she like called up and she was like, yeah, I just need to use the phone real quick. And then she was like, yeah, you need to go back to your classroom right now. I was like, oh no. Oh, I hate that moment. I had that you're moment like, cool of shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy but I kind of got marched back in like with my nose still bleeding where they had to tell me. Holy fuck, dude. It's that like, yeah, sucks. like it, it's like Pete's the reason you're not getting a pizza party. And then it was oh, like... Oh, so they, 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 they used what you cared about the most like against and, you? And here's the thing. All right. It was total bullshit. Because what I think to, to motivate me, fifth grade, I think that to motivate me, they put me with three kids who were studs and like always did spelling or whatever. So they put me in a group of those kids and they're like, well, they all actually did their spelling. So they, they are going to get a pizza party, but like you're not invited. What? And I was like, oh. It's like, dude, I punched myself in the nose for like two yeah, months. Yeah, I, like, I still showed commitment. So Yeah, that took more effort than learning how to spell. Yeah. Oh, that sucks that she sold you out. You think... Oh, I was going to say a, a trust-based relationship. You know, we chilled oh, out. We talked, mo- to, we talked about how her daughter liked horses or, or some shit. Whoa. Yeah, that moment where they're like, the adult is like fucking you over and you know it. You're, you're like that moment where you realize, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going down for you. 
I think you're a good guy. But I got mouths to feed. I can't I, take that. And chance. I have a job to do. <laughs> they, she put down her copy of Hammer of the Gods. Gods. <laughs> Hammer of the Gods is an excellent film. Uh, I haven't I seen get, it, but I it's, more, get through it. it's more fun to say. Hammer of the Gods? Perhaps you should check out one of our fine films. Perhaps <laughs> I could interest you in the Odyssey. Or for a lighter fare, Hammer of the Gods. <laughs> I don't know why you it's fun it up. to say. You mix it up. Hammer of the Gods. Uh, shit, I'm trying to think. I was worried. I was thinking you would you would like put your master thief uh, cap on the end of that story by be- saying like, "Why do you always bleed like this time of day?" It's like I don't know something about. I think it's something about singing in music class. I think it just like fucks up my nose. Oh, that's pretty smart. Wait, no, I, I just feel like I get them all the time, and then they like call my parents and I'm like, "Yeah, he does get them a lot." Like, shit. Now I'm trying to think of like you know, in third in third grade. I definitely, like, our teacher would do, would, like, give us, um, we had morning work. We'd just come in and there'd be just a list of shit on the chalkboard to do. It was usually pretty much the same thing. It'd be, like, some sort of, like, vocab word thing, like, a handwriting thing. And then there was, like, our phonics book and our other book. And we'd, like, she'd have, like, page numbers up there. It's, like, work through all that. If you finished early, you could read, like, whatever you wanted in the back of the room, which I thought was fucking awesome because I liked reading and it was, like better than I could pick whatever the fuck I wanted but I don't know like I got through shit pretty fast and I would get I would get bored like really easily and I was like well I'm budgeting my own fucking time so I would like go to the bathroom a lot you know just like right get up and like wander around she was and eventually she noticed that it was like me and like a couple other kids were like going to the The bathroom bathroom a ton and then she was like and it was always like it's off. It's weird how often teachers you just like shame, like public shame in front of your peers. It's, it's like she could have pulled me aside and been like, and had the exact same policy and would have had the exact same function. But she, so her her correction was, she was like, okay, I'm going to give you like three bathroom passes, and you can use three bathroom passes during the day because you're like you're leaving you're like all ten times a day. This is like stupid. I know around. you're not. Yeah, I was just going for walks, and um, but she like announced it in front of like the whole class. It was like. It's like Nick and like other kid and other kid. Like, so you guys go to the bathroom so damn much. Like, I'm gonna give you guys these popsicle sticks. Like, fucking idiots. And like, and it was like, holy shit. She's like shaming us in front of like 20 I other kids. I remember something similar happening in our class. And, so I, could, I, remember, and I remember being like, oh wow, I wish I could finish my reading so I could like get in trouble for that. Because uh, they'd start rashing because they would let kids like yeah, kids would get bored who were like progressing like quicker through like reading. But it's true, yeah. The public shame thing is weird. It's like, wait, I feel like you would you take more seriously. It's like, look, like you really have to do this. Like, here's like three. But it's like I'm on the okay. No, she had like she was had pretty much omnipotent power over me. She could have if once she says it's the three popsicle sticks, that's it. Like, I it doesn't. There's no debate. There's no nothing. Like that's the system either way. I don't know why everyone else in the room needs to also know that. Because the, the the effect is still the same. I'm only going to the bathroom three times. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Maybe it's like a school teacher method that they teach you. I don't know. I think it's just fucked. I think there's like I had a messy remarkably desk. literal little filter and supervision of yeah. a lot of these teachers. Yeah, I, I had like a, in fourth grade, I had like a really messy desk, and she would always be like cleaning it out, and I would be like, oh, okay, sometime, uh, you know, like a fucking autistic person, and like I uh, <laughs> so one, chewing one, on your one, one time it was like really dirty, and it was weird. It was like in the middle of like SSR, like silent sustained reading. For those of you don't know. 
Um, I swear that and she's I, like, I swear I, SSR the name by the way it was only to teach us the word sustained because it was just silent reading like yeah. what is sustained reading you say yes it, throughout the whole yes I figured that <laughs> anyway sorry the, the sustained was implied yeah <laughs> the nature of the activity but uh no she was just like eyeing my desk and then she just came up and just like took my desk and like dumped it out on the ground oh and then yeah. I started crying immediately you know what, what, I mean? what grade was that fourth grade fourth all right so our fourth crazy, grade crazy right yeah I remember. Yeah, I remember my fourth grade teacher, she also got cold sores, like, all the time. So I guess she was, like, S and some D. But, uh, I dig that. Uh, That's herpes type 1, correct? Yes. Yes, it, I, I, two, had to, I had to learn this. Is it two different viruses, right? I think it's just where it appears on your body. So why wouldn't they just call it, huh? No, maybe it isn't. That, maybe that's not true. Because, like, a cold sore is different from, like, sores all, like, multiple sores in your face. Right. But it's remarkably similar. And I think you can get one type like if, if someone's got a cold sore and they like suck your dick i think you can get type two from that that's what i figure so it's all the same thing i think it's remarkably similar hmm. um cool so this lady had that yeah so she was i don't know she was etf yeah not be, being a little reckless with it you know i mean maybe she maybe she was a maybe she was a lesbian and maybe she had been licking you can, a vagina you can also with, do it. it's it's 2019 yeah, uh, when this podcast is coming out. <laughs> and I think our cyborg uh, overlords will permit us to discuss this. I uh, Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> wherever your, your like dead soul is. <laughs> we found out scientifically that it's not heaven. We actually sent we a probe there. Disproven that. We yes. sent a probe to where heaven would be, and there was nothing there. Once so. again, this is all repeat for the listener. Yeah, but we just want you guys to know that we knew the future. It's like I was we talking. This. It's like the equivalent of talking about Hoobastank in 2014. You know? Well, when they had like a huge revival and yeah, became the most popular music yeah, right? once yeah. again. Yeah, and um, when was that? I think that was in what April 2014. Yes, the Hoobastank apocalypse, as it was named. <laughs> Hoobastankalypse. I stole my tattoo from that tour. Hoobastankalypse also. Uh, a, a sort of breath condition that you can get. Who knew they would be so good at reggae? Wasn't Hoobah Stankalips a character on Who's Switch Your Shorts? <laughs> I think so. Oh, so yeah, this fucking, oh, te- this fucking teacher this would... Food. <laughs> oh, you know, much like the, the other counselor, Croc. <laughs> Meryl was my favorite character. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so, no, that was like, that was a thing in our class, which, because we had those, yeah, we had those shitty desks where it was like the, the, the compressed, like, wood top mm-hmm. with uh, maybe, a slot in the middle. Yeah, with just a big, there's a metal undercarriage. Yeah. Where you just, Every yeah. once in a while, someone would get lucky and have one of the ones that open, like a desk you would see in a TV show. Oh, I never had one of those. I got, I got one one year, and I was very happy. You can seal the mess. Nice. Um, anyway. Yeah, but, like, once a month, or my perception of time back then is totally fucking Oh, warm. yeah. It but periodically, like- they would do, like, the whole class would get up and, like, Line up against the wall like the fucking Nazis did. You know, just in case you want some uh, parallels yeah, here. Uh, yeah, you were living under the false perception, as, as was I, that uh, this was America. Yeah. Uh, apparently and, not. Yeah, I thought apparently it was. Not, apparently not in Elementary. Yeah, it turns out when people say it's a free country, they're not fucking serious because it's not. And, no. uh, yeah, especially, especially as children or, you know, modern slaves, the yeah. only people without rights now. Uh, the Innocents, as I like to call them. Oh, that's a, that's a really great uh, book, by the way. It's uh, really good. Actually, I feel like that is a book. But, um, so, and we'd all, like, line up, and she would go, like, really, and really public, she would, like, ham it up, too, she'd be like, and she would check all the desks, she'd be like, and what's in this desk? Like, pretty neat, like, oh, this one's fine, and then, but then there'd be, like, the borderline ones, and she'd be like, 
oh, I don't know. And she'd be like fucking with you for a while, put you in suspense. And then like some of them were like messy. And she'd be like, oh, this is a fucking like disgrace. She would like throw it, dump it on the floor. And it's like, and then you got to clean it up. And like, yeah, in front of everybody. I think I only got my desk dumped once. There were a couple of kids who got it like every fucking time. Yeah, it's like they all cry. Like that's the thing. It's like I just remember being like, I suppose a lot of these elementary school like, teachers though tend to be like older ladies. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so they probably just came from like a different era. I remember she talked about the Bible a lot in ours. Not to like teach us about the Bible, but like talking about how important it was to her. Like how she like swore on the Bible and she quit smoking and then like you know all this weird stuff. Shit that like you would never. Like my sister died and then like I read the Bible a lot. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, information that I'm kids not going to tell you what's need. in the Bible, but just know it's there and it will save your life in any capacity and any problem you ever have. Praise Christ! I still remember. Praise the, Christ! I still remember the AIDS video in fifth grade. Obviously, we've talked about we talk about this all the time because Pete and I were like, I swear, Pete and I are the only people who remember this fucking video. One day so we weird. will find that video. I we we've googled so much. Um, There's only so much we can Google. Listener, we need your help. I also want to put this in my. I put it in my stand up, but nobody ever finds it as funny as I do. Where like the beginning of this AIDS video is like. Some kids play a Little League game, and it's, like, the last out of the, the game. The movie starts at, like, the last out of the Little League game. And there's, like, a boy and a girl. And they both run over to, like, the dad of the boy. And the dad's like, they're like did you see dad? And he's like, yeah, great game, kids. I'm like, wow, sure thing. He's like, how about you, how about I take you kids to get some ice cream? And we'll talk about AIDS. And it's like, great. And I was like, this is fucking so weird. Um, it was a hot topic back then. It will, I, it'd be like it'd be like let's go talk about Big Bang Theory, two K nineteen. Every fucking paralegal at my office. Um, but, Everyone, God, I mean, people who I thought like I was under the false impression that they had good taste, and then it's like, oh no, I like Big Bang Theory. I'm like, oh my god, I can accept. I from the like thirty seconds I've seen of each, I think Big Bang Theory is better than Two and a Half Men. I've seen two episodes. I, I I'm not sure. Yo, really? Maybe because I, I like lewd humor a bit more than, like, he's a nerd. Isn't that funny? Like, he likes comic books. Yeah, like, how much that's can you the go joke. To- that's every joke. I'm building a time machine. Oh, well, if you, like, understood the vortex. <laughs> oh, my Whatever, God. Whatever, Brandon. <laughs> like, that's like... Uh, Once again, two episodes, very small sample size, but it is a network sitcom, so they don't, you know, really stray from the formula too much. Who still only gets network television? Because network television kills every other station by orders of magnitude in terms of ratings, but surely we don't, most of the country has moved on from those television sets. Netflix exists, like, but then they Netflix fucking Big Bang (laughs) Theory. The vicious cycle, you see. And The Voice. Um... Oh, man. Although, I guess it's just people enjoying singing is kind of whatever. I guess that's not that weird. And then you can marry the two and watch Glee. Uh, when you can. I do. All the time. Maze hasn't been canceled yet. There was an episode of that being shot at Lincoln Center when I was walking around over there. But, uh... Um, Did it look good? I don't know. Wheelchair Kid was, like, going around in his wheelchair. It looked fine. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh! Uh, yeah. Well, I remember that AIDS video... There was, like, there was a Q&A afterwards, because it's supposed to be, like, for our benefit or something like that. Right, so right. None of us in this room are fucking anybody for at least four years. Maybe, right. hopefully, at least four years. Because um, we were, what, like, 10, 11? So I'm, I'm, Around then, yeah. So I'm going, I'm going like, I'm getting ambitious with that. It's, like, at least four years. Other than the kids who were, you know, raped children. But, you know, whatever. Right. Um, it's not like they have a choice about how that sex is going down anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but... Unless their dad tells them about it first after the ball game, and then he rapes them. Sorry, incest well, rape. It's only from sharing needles and unprotected sex. It's like, oh fuck, I'm gonna have to stop sharing needles. It might might have an impact on my little league career. 
But I remember all of us trying to corner the teacher into saying that gay people fuck each other in the butt. So why do gay people have like AIDS more than reg- than like straight people? And they were like, she's like, she was she was good. She was like a fucking like witness on the stand, like an expert. She was, uh, some of the forms of sexual contact that that gay people in, are, like go into are are higher risk. And we're like, what sort of sexual contact? And she's like, the type that they do. And we're just, we like really want to be like dicks and butts, dicks and AIDS. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> so everyone high five and rejoice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember Maddie Johnson. It's got like us playing chess it's with like, her. I heard what AIDS was. I heard it was a horrible disease that will pretty much kill you. Um, and then I heard Magic Johnson had it, and I was like, how did he get it? And I asked my parents, and they were like, uh, he just lived, like, a uh, crazy lifestyle. He was, like, debaucherous, and, you know, he got it. And I was like, but, like, how? How did you get he it? Like, go like, to bed on time. I was like, so. can you get it from, like, someone coughing in your mouth? Or, like, like someone was like, oh, no, no, you have to get it if you swap, like, blood with someone. And I was like, oh, my God, did, like, the hospital, like, mess something up? They're like, no. Because like, they don't want to lie to you, but yeah, they don't want to tell you the truth. Yeah, but what they wound up telling, they did wind up lying. They said he was on the basketball court and he had an open cut, and then some other player with AIDS also had an open cut and gave him the AIDS. That's that so scary. I was like, well, did they like talk to that other basketball player? Like, is he going to die too? Is he in trouble? And they were like, I, no one knows who he is. Like, they, they like really. Talk, and it was funny. Holy shit. It was, I guess he had just had a press conference around that time because, like, it was something like three days later. Someone mentioned Magic Johnson, and then our teacher was like, "Oh, well, it's a good time to talk about AIDS." It's like, does anyone know like who Magic Johnson is? He's like someone who has AIDS. And then someone's like, does "Someone know how he got it?" And then like literally one kid in our class was like, "Yeah, he was a ladies' man, and uh, he had sex with a lot of ladies, and he got the AIDS." And she was like, "That's basically it." And then I was like, "Oh, I love that." It's like within a week. Your parents don't like their facade didn't hold for like, a couple days. Well, my parents this like mystery basketball player has AIDS and also an open cut. And he like, like collides in the magic. No console. one knows. <laughs> if you if you don't eat your vegetables, he may come up and drip blood on you too. Like, <laughs> he is real. <laughs> see, like, I that's like funny. The first see, like I didn't know that Magic Johnson was like a really important player because I didn't find out he existed until I heard like. Magic Johnson is a basketball player who has AIDS. Right. Like, I didn't know who he was until I found, it was like, oh, he, like, I was after he had already announced he had AIDS. And I remember not even sure, I was like, is Magic, like, because he has AIDS? Like, is that why they call him Magic? <laughs> you, know, you guys believe in him? <laughs> but he, no, it's like even more cynical than that. It's like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's like, like really shitty. Like, sarcastic. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like Magic, he got AIDS. Magic, like, like the angel he's gonna be. Yeah. But Demon walking magic. My parents never fucking beat her on the bush about um, about sex. They were always like really upfront about yeah, it. Yeah, which is probably I mean, smart. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I remember. <laughs> I don't care. You're like sweating a lot. No, I can't tell. I, mean, I, I don't know. Listeners, like, you can't see this at home. Nick, it's very uncomfortable. Well, because there's no way to go back and be like, okay, and compare this to my life if they hadn't been. You know, I have no way yeah. of knowing how different I would have been, or if it would have mattered at all. I remember being like six or seven and and being like, Mom, what is like. Is, does sex like feel good? And she's like, uh, yeah, like it's that's a lot of the reason why people do it is it like feels really good. And I was like, uh, okay, cool. And like I didn't I didn't have any like follow up questions. It was like that made sense. And I was yeah, like, it's sufficient. Um, and I remember accurate. I remember being like, how did Magic Johnson get AIDS? And he was like, she he had sex with a woman who had AIDS, and he got AIDS from <laughs> doing that sex with her. And I was like, oh, is it like? I, I I think I, I started trying to get into the mechanics of like 
seminal fluids and shit. Like, you know, basically that's where that line of question would have gone. But I think my mom was actually pretty good about like showing that it's like sex is like one way you can get AIDS and that's all you need to know. You're sex. Like, yeah. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> like we got, I got like the sex education before I even knew what porn was. Like, you know what I mean? So I didn't even know like the dick went into the thing. Like I, I knew it went in the vagina, but I didn't. I didn't know. get that because they were like, like it's like it's it's like a weird voiceover. It sounds like Gauntlet Legends, being like, it's like <laughs> the, 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 the vagina spurs the you know. And then I assumed like what happened is he got like in bed with like a naked lady, and then he just kind of like sprayed goo like at her vagina, and she's got like stood there, and then like you would hope it would just like take. I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the idea of having those babies. Yeah, because like when you're a kid, your parents, at least, they're always telling you it's like. We were like, what, the best thing that happened was like, we love you so much and you guys make us like so happy. I got like a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you did, but, uh, <laughs> Help me. uh, so, but also as a kid, you're like, yeah, I'm awesome. Like why would I'm sh- the purpose of every adult is to like have kids like me. So obviously it's like, yeah, sex. The whole point is to have kids. Cause that's, it's like, and if you don't like, what's the, it was a big deal. Cause yeah, I, I mean, my parents actually had to take like, my parents were much older. Right. So they were taking, like, fertility meds and stuff. Like, they were, like, really trying to have yeah, kids. It so, was like, our, yeah. our special little miracle surprise or whatever, right? A lot of the time I say to myself, it's like, man, I'm really lucky that I didn't get, like, Down syndrome. And then I stop and think, I'm like, what if I do have Down syndrome? And everyone around me is just really, really nice about it. It's, like, doing a really great job of you're acting down, like I'm... Down syndrome. <laughs> Like, what if I, what if I, it like, sounds like an 80s made for TV movie. What if I'm somehow mentally debilitated, but everyone is so good about it? They're just like, <laughs> and I, like, came in your room. I was like, hey, Pete, do you want to do, like, a podcast later? And you're like, yeah, Nick. Yeah. Sure. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to, like, code my cure for cancer. And it's like, well, I don't want to <laughs> screw it to the guy. Yeah. What's yeah. really important is people's feelings <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> you don't inspire someone's life. Well, well, you're missing out on the greatest gift of all. You haven't lived. Exactly. Well, yeah. I suppose that's a good place to wrap it up. Yeah, and wrap up your dick so you don't get AIDS. But unwrap but, it so you can get other STDs that we talked about. Some but, of the fun ones I can recommend. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know what? Condom use is irrelevant to whether you get AIDS. Just don't go near a basketball court. Yeah, exactly. And don't share a milkshake with someone. Oh, wait, no, they just proved that in the No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But then <laughs> the kid got herpes from the milkshake. <laughs> Herpes won. One. And then he made out with Mr. Rydell. <laughs> and then he figured out he could autoflate himself. Oh, And you think no. that's ever happened? You think someone's given themselves herpes too? Like, I'm herpes one or vice versa? Oh, well, I think it would probably happen a lot because, like, not necessarily just from, like, sucking their own dick, but, like, if you just rub your mouth and, like, don't wash your hands. Oh, you know. Well, that's not as fun. Hmm. No, how are you supposed to come that is, way? Is that the whole fun of herpes? It's fun getting it. Sucking I mean, your own dick. That's I mean, the fun of... And you got it forever can be fun. I don't know. I've had sexual encounters that weren't that fun. Right. So you hope those aren't the ones that give you an STD. Yeah. I, you if, hope you, it's a good one. If you knew you would get, like, is there any woman who's, like, so fucking attractive to you? It's like, okay, you could have sex with her five times and you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. Right. But you would get HIV. Oh, my God, no. Is, no there's no one. Yeah. HIV. Yeah, you would, you would die. Like all the other It'd be ones, really are, expensive. Like all the other ones are pretty much curable, or they're like just kind of like a hassle. What about Hep C? That one kills you, right? I don't know too much about Hep C. Yeah, I think it's so. like a liver. Problem. I think it's cheaper though. I think it's cheaper than AIDS. <laughs> it's a quick. The meds are death. like you. You take like one med, and that doesn't work. It's supposed to like fifty meds to work. Hep C, it's like the budget efficient killer. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I think Hep C's what it's they like have the in crack like, cocaine to it's acid like, cocaine. That's what they have in like Middle sure. America. Like Middle America, they get Hep C because it's cheaper. That's what Walmart gives. You. So not those two, but any other one, maybe herpes is permanent. Yeah, I know, but I feel like that one's just like a hassle. Yeah, I because well because I had a false positive on that. I think we talked about this on the podcast, but I had a false positive herpes diagnosis, and I went through like the whole five stages of grief with it. Where I was so like, you took two tests, and the second one was negative, and then you're like, oh, you must not have it. Or did you have to do like so? The, yeah, I got the first one, and it was like you have. He was like, you probably have it, basically, and he was like, but but he was saying like. I don't like how the lab gives these results. He's like, it's not really clear. He's mm-hmm. like, you probably have it. Um, we're going to do a follow-up test. He's like, because I think this is like stupid, the way they present this information. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, and he's like, and we'll find out, you know, like what, which virus it is. And you know, we'll right. go from there. And um, so, yeah, he took a blood test on the spot. And then uh, I went about my life for like three weeks waiting to hear back. And well, I don't uh, get it. And they don't even know they had it. Yeah, it can be asymptomatic, I think. Yeah, no, some people are just, like, carriers, and, like, they don't never have symptoms, and they're, like, just infecting people. Carriers also sounds like, like, um, like, a, like an enemy unit in a video game, yeah. like a horror video carriers. game. Carriers! <laughs> carriers left! I feel like Gears of War, like, some of the yeah. villains be carriers. Come carriers! <laughs> uh, like, the first time you encounter carriers, really hard, but then, like, like later in the game, it's not so bad. Um, no, and, and then, yeah, the, the second test is... I was expecting him to call me up, and I was like hoping it was like type one because it's like, oh, well, lots of people have like cold sores, so right, so you shit. just have that every yeah. once in a while. It's like I think upper forty percent, forty percent, like forty-eight. I've heard that like forty-five to fifty percent of people, like one in five people have it. Yeah, and so, but I went through the whole process, and I was like, well, at the end of the day, it's like uncomfortable. It's just like a hassle, and you have to and like let people know. And it's like, yeah, like I might. It's like a little it. embarrassing. I get it. It's uncomfortable, and it's. But it gets like apparently like less and less. Your body builds up an immunity too. Yeah, it, like you have outbreaks less and less as time goes on and stuff like that. So, and I was I actually remember saying to myself, like, this is like your health problem that you have. Like you were absurdly lucky. Um, For sure. But then yeah, no. I, but I don't have herpes, ladies. And you usually get it in a pretty cool manner, at least. Yeah. At least yeah. You got some poon. At least yeah. you guys got some cast. I I remember talking to talking to a. Uh, a lady about this and about my experience with that. And she was like, yeah, uh, my ex-boyfriend had a cold sore and went down on me and now I have herpes. And I was like, Oh shit. And I was like, well, I fucking, I'm not judging you. Jesus Christ. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think it just happens to people. So I'm not judging any of our herpes, uh, having listeners either. No, I think you're beautiful. Yeah. There's also herpes dating websites. That's crazy. I guess awesome. Yeah. But they, tri- that almost makes it to this element where it's like this, thing where it's like a huge thing of separation i feel like it's like it's like for like our kind like you know what i mean like, <laughs> like a leprechaun I, yeah i think it's like you can find someone it's like look i have like her like, like i can't necessarily always have sex if we have a condom you might still get it but no but it's it's like one of those things where if you both have it then who gives a shit and then you can just like you go on this site and it's already like what's it called please tell me what it's called i can't remember i can't remember well, this was years ago um no but, yeah, I don't know. I can see not just wanting to skip past that whole part of the conversation. Yeah, damn straight. Yeah, it's one extra step you don't have to do. And you know they're DTF, so. That's true. <laughs> and we hope you're all DTF listeners. Cool. Well, I hope you all learned something tonight, and I hope you enjoyed the free, uh... Because you're DT, DTC, down to cast. Down to cast and down to, uh, share. So please share this podcast. Good night, everybody. Good night. That was fun. That was silly. Oh god, it's still recording. Oh god, it wasn't.